0: Welcome to Lotus Village Voices, the official podcast of Lotus House Women's Shelter in Miami, Florida, the largest of its kind in the country. My name is Jackie Roth, and I'm your host. On this show, we explore trauma-informed, innovative solutions that truly break the cycle of homelessness while amplifying the voices of the women, youth, and children we serve. For today's episode, we'll be interviewing Shanna Cox, Deputy Director of Children's Services. She's an incredible asset to the shelter, managing our team of child therapists, and ensuring each of our 250-plus children receive individualized, quality therapeutic services in a safe, comfortable, kid-friendly environment. She also spearheads our service-driven children's research project, which received renewed funding to continue building an evidence base of the special needs of children living in shelters. She'll be telling you all about the successes and aims of that project, in addition to some insights on how the children's services team works daily to heal intergenerational trauma between mother and child during your stay. Please welcome into your ears, Shanna Cox. Well, thank you, Shanna, for joining us. I've been wanting to do an episode on the Children's Services team for a while, so glad we finally got you here. So before we get into what your job looks like and all of the things you see, just tell us a little bit about your professional background, educational background, how you kind of arrived here at Lotus House.
1: Sure. So uh, I was super excited to join the team at Lotus House. So I think 10 years ago, I toured over at the old buildings Mm -hmm. and fell in love with the mission, just really wanted to be here. But from what I saw, it didn't seem like there were a lot of deep clinical services And I am a clinician, so I have my doctorate in psychology, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker as well. So I couldn't quite figure out how I could put my skill set to use. And then about four years ago, I saw an ad in Indeed for a special needs therapist, and I jumped on the opportunity to join the Lotus House team. Awesome. So you started as a therapist, was it some time before Mm -hmm. you moved
0: into your current position as Deputy
1: Director of Children's Services? Yes, yes. So I joined Lotus House in 2019. So quickly after I joined the team, I think six months, I became a director. I joined the the research project about a year and a half into the research project. Um, And I've been with the team ever since. Yeah, so you mentioned the
0: research project. We're going to talk about that yes. for sure. Yes. Um, but first, let's talk more about the kinds of populations you work with, the mothers and children, what kinds of things you see. I was hoping you could talk a little bit about uh, childhood trauma um, and maybe describe some of the The things we see here throughout our families, uh, maybe for people who aren't familiar with complex trauma, all of the things like that.
1: Sure, sure. So with the children and the women who come into Lotus House, uh, usually there's an intergenerational trauma that has occurred. So the child has experienced trauma and also mom has experienced trauma. So a lot of times when we talk about trauma in the community, we're talking about a single point trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not the case with the children and the women that we work with here at this shelter. So there are multiple traumas and um the most common that we probably see that the children and the mothers are exposed to is domestic violence. So most of the time uh, when there has been a domestic violence situation in the home previously, um, the child has been in the room, heard it, um, experienced it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is one of the big things that my Team addresses is that trauma that has occurred. Yeah. and often, and
0: often, probably many times, repeatedly over yes. a period of time. Yes, yes. For whoever's listening, it's good to think about. Also, also coming to a shelter and the experience of homelessness mm-hmm. is also a traumatic experience in and of itself. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you have lots of kids who have been exposed to domestic violence in the home maybe for months or years at a time. They're also getting bullied at school. They lose their home. They're coming into a shelter. There's so many right. things. It's such a it's very multi-layered and yes complex. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have upwards of 250 children living here. So maybe you can talk a little bit about What the children's services team does, what kinds of services we provide to all of these children and their mothers.
1: Sure. So children's services is both a counseling team and a research team. So basically when children come into the shelter, they receive an assessment. Um, And depending on what mother expresses concern about, the child is assigned to various therapies. So the assessments also provide a really uh, vital service in that they help us to identify any developmental issues or speech therapy issues, um, occupational therapy issues. Any of these concerns, we're able to identify early and, and really intervene early um, to, pro- to link them to community services and further assessment. So that is really one of the very important things my team does. Um, the other thing is, based on those assessments, the uh, the child is assigned to a therapy. So we have many different therapies. You know, so I was going to ask about a few of the different yes. modalities you guys offer. So uh, let me just refrain from <laughs> using like the slew of acronyms. So. Let's see, uh, for the younger kids, zero through five, we have video feedback intervention for positive parenting. Uh, we have child parent psychotherapy. And then we also have parent child interaction therapy. For the older kids, so this overlaps a little bit with the younger kids, but the older kids, five to five on up, 18, I think we've had kids as old as 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, receive trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy, or the little ones within that age group can also receive parent-child interaction therapy. So depending on what mom reports, we're addressing different things. So the parent-child interaction therapy and the video feedback intervention um, therapy really focuses more on behavior and on the parent-child interaction. Trauma-focused CBT is more focused on, on the trauma specifically. Child parent psychotherapy is also focused on the on the uh, trauma. So once um, once the children receive this intervention, they, they get a post-assessment and we're able to gauge, you know, what kind of effect. And impact these therapies had on the kids?:
0: Yeah. I also was kind of curious. I had a question about the video feedback therapy. Mm-hmm. How does that work? So they is it like a live
1: feedback, or we record the session and then
0: evaluate sure. it
1: later? So uh, the counselor will record certain um, segments, and then they write up a script. And provide feedback to mother and um, helps mom to be more sensitive mm-hmm. to what's happening with their child and even their own interaction. So, so far, the moms really like it because mm-hmm. they're able to see themselves on the, on the um, video and the counselor is there telling them, oh, look how he looked to you for guidance. And helps point things out to mother that maybe she hadn't noticed. Yeah. Before.
0: They're they're getting feedback about everyday interactions yes. that they have with their child, right. basically. Right. Which is so valuable.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so a lot of times you'll hear mom say things like, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he is looking at me. Okay, he was listening to me. Yeah. So the other modalities,
0: if you want to touch on like what the actual session looks like when when the child and parent are in counseling or just other parts that you think are personally interesting that you want to highlight.
1: So parent-child interaction therapy is typically 10 to 12 sessions. The first half of PCIT So that's the acronym. The first half of PCIT is about helping mom and coaching mom to play with her child and to connect with their child, to follow the child's lead, to pick up on the child's cues. Um, And once mom masters some basic skills like labeled praise, behavioral Mm -hmm. descriptions that show that she's attuned to the child, Then we move on to a discipline phase where the counselor teaches the mother a timeout method, a very specific timeout method. Mm -hmm. And um, so the second part of therapy is spent uh, doing the timeout method within the sessions. And then mom has homework, of course, so that she gets to practice on her own time. Um, And... It really is quite astounding mm-hmm. to see the results. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love that it uh, leads with the play and praise and mm-hmm. kind of the more positive praising end of things with the child before yes. moving into the discipline. Yes. So I think it shows that the discipline is really rooted in this kind of supportive strategy. Absolutely, Yes. That's interesting. Let's just slide into then how this fits into the research project. Sure. So so at Lotus House, we always try to not only provide these services, but also kind of document it and glean as much insight and research from it as we can so that we can share our findings with other people as opposed to just keeping everything in house. Um, so you mentioned that you, when you started at Lotus House, this research project for the Children's Wellness Center was already in progress for about a year, but, uh, talk a little bit about the intention of the research, some of the findings you guys have had so far. Sure.
1: So the objectives of the research are really to identify the needs of the children and families here at Lotus House. Um- and once we identify those needs, provide early intervention, okay? And then based on an initial assessment where we gather information from mom, we're able to provide therapies and uh, see which therapies are really the best for our children here at the shelter. Part of the reason we gather this information is because we want evidence-based information to offer the community so that they can also provide these deeper supports for these families.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, we have all the things that we do here, but we also want to make sure that it's rigorous and contributing to an evidence base that is easily replicable in other places and not just us like willy nilly doing these programs and seeing if they work, we we do exactly. try to yeah stick pretty right. closely
1: to right. creating an evidence base exactly, um, and also using that evidence based information to advocate for these families in the community. Yes, right. This, That's a great point. Yes, this research project is not done out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really meant to. Um, steer the services and make sure that these families receive the best services possible here within the shelter and once they leave the shelter. Right, yeah, and I think um, a big reason that we
0: started the project too is that there was such a a dearth of evidence base available for how to serve sheltered children and families, Mm -hmm. especially especially Mm -hmm. in a shelter setting like this and in a woman's shelter where you – we do have a higher incidence of domestic violence, and we mostly serve women and children. Um, so as we were creating these programs in Lotus House, we're unable to see
1: what else had been done right. in the community. So right. that's a big
0: reason why we started yeah. it, too,
1: I think. Yes, uh, absolutely. We identified a need, and we, uh, you know, we went for it, and we're actually in the middle of, well, at the beginning of our second research project. So, we completed one last year and we began. We were thankfully funded by the Children's mm-hmm. Trust for a, a second research project. Awesome. Congrats. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. So, tell us I'm sure that means that there
0: were good results, there were good findings. Can you talk a little bit about what
1: we saw from the first year of the project? Absolutely. So, we assessed over 1,500 children. And we found that the interventions that we provided decreased trauma. So every intervention that we provided decreased trauma for all the children. And then uh, we also saw that the interactions between the mother and children um, became more positive. So that was a good result as well. And, of course, we, we saw a decrease in behavioral difficulties. Yeah, that's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting.
0: Yeah. Because, of course, we want to work at tackling the trauma that's going on, but also just improving the actual relationship right. between how the mother and child interact right. and how the child's behaving on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. And you you touched on um, how the assessments, in large part, are to identify developmental shortcomings, any behavioral issues. And that for sure is a major symptom of trauma that I think maybe the larger population doesn't realize when we have this kind of conversation about trauma is that it really impacts the way that the child is going to interact with other kids their age, interact with other adults and authority figures. It might affect their performance in school. Right. And then that affects everything else. Right. So that's awesome. It sounds like the project's been really effective and... Fruitful and serving its
1: purpose. Absolutely. And you guys got funding for another year. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So, we're uh, this time uh, we've added another intervention. So, this time we're actually able to work with expecting mothers. Oh, awesome. Yes. So, we're providing perinatal child parent psychotherapy, is what it's called. So, we're super excited to be able to provide that, that intervention to pregnant mothers now yeah. at this time. It starts in the womb. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. For sure.
0: We really try to embrace a children first philosophy at Lotus House, uh, which you don't usually see in other shelters because most shelters are designed around the needs of men or women or adults who are living on the street. Oh. Um, And so you've talked about how 1,500 children over the course of one or two years that you've assessed, you know, we have a lot of kids coming in and we're doing a lot of child-focused stuff, but uh, I was wondering if you could speak on that a little bit more, just how what you do and what your team does fits into this children first philosophy.
1: A lot of my team mission is to make sure that the kids are safe when they come into this shelter. So we, yes, we provide these interventions, we're running this research project, but it's really my team that provides a deep clinical uh, supportive connection to the families. So with their clinical skills, they're able to uh, really join with mom, meet her where she is, and Uh, ensure that the child is safe throughout their Mm -hmm. time at the shelter. Um, It really is often that clinical connection that my team members are able to make with the mothers is what keeps a child safe. Mm -hmm. Um, So depending on whether they are having difficulties with their parenting or... They're emotionally dysregulated because they're going through so much, you know mm-hmm. everything is hard for them at the So they don't have shelter, they don't have transportation. they don't know where they're going next. They, that can create a certain amount of emotion disre, you, you know mm-hmm. dysregulation. So my team really makes sure the child is safe by also supporting mom. And making sure that under under Duras mm-hmm. that she's receiving the support she needs. Um, it all works together. So yes, it is children first. That's actually the name of our second project. Um, but it really goes together yeah. with supporting the family unit, supporting I always tell the counselors that although they're child counselors, you can't be a child counselor without having a very strong connection with mom. So anytime you're working with a child, you're also working with mom closely. Definitely.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, the it doesn't end in the counseling office. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a residential setting, and we talked about how all of these kids have maybe behavioral problems, they're also in the same place with hundreds of other kids who are going through the same thing. Right, so right. we also, your team also helps maintain healthy relationships outside of the counseling office. Right, right, And often so that the counseling itself is more effective. Yes. Is what I'm hearing.
1: And also all of the other services that we mm-hmm. provide at this shelter. So when we're supporting that relationship and keeping the child safe, we're also making, helping to make the other services possible. Definitely. Yep.
0: Um, So what is your favorite part of your job?
1: Well, I would say in my position as deputy director, one of the most rewarding things is to work with an incredible team. A very professional and very compassionate people. I think that uh, very special people are drawn to this work. Mm -hmm. You're an example. So I feel so fortunate that beautiful people are drawn to this work and just seeing the impact that they have on the families every day is extremely rewarding. It's extremely rewarding. I love it. I'm so thankful for, for that experience on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we deal with heavy stuff, but this is truly a great place to work. Our, really our team is, is. awesome. Yeah. Everyone's very connected to the mission. Right. And, yeah, I mean, the people who are drawn to this type of work, you know, it says a lot about them. But specifically with child counselors, too, it's like a whole other subset of Awesome people who yes. are who are drawn to this right. setting. So right. yeah, if you could give any like major takeaway from this interview to whoever is listening or anyone in the larger community, if it's philanthropists, volunteers, maybe people who are seeking shelter,
1: what would be your main takeaway message? I think what's helpful for people to know about children's services is that. Um, that the team here at Lotus House is really prioritizing the the children and the mothers who come into the shelter and providing that extra support that they need um, when they're coming in at quite possibly one of the hardest points of their lives. And and really also uh, learning about them and how to provide supports even in the community. So providing that early intervention when we notice that a child could use extra supports and, um, you know, really making a deep, lasting impact with the children and, and the families. Yeah. So that's kind of what Children's Services at Lotus House is about.
0: Yeah, and you definitely accomplished that and you're a great leader. For the Thank team, you. we're lucky to have you. Thanks so much again to Shanna for joining us. If you feel called to action, we have plenty of opportunities for you. Our after-school program is up and running for the 2022 to 2023 school year, and we always need extra hands on weekday afternoons working directly with our children for tutoring and arts activities. Sign up via the link in the show notes on whatever platform you're listening to. As always, be sure to follow us on social media and Instagram at Lotus House Shelter to stay up to date on all our daily happenings and most exciting news. Please rate and review our show and share it with a friend or family member if you enjoyed this episode. You can find all the other links for donating or sponsoring some of our most urgent needs at the shelter in the show notes below. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you back for the next episode.